All right, so we have, we got the little list of uh, topics. So I kind of want to save a couple of okay. these for last because I, I feel like a couple of these will be better off okay. last. Like we save them for last because I might kind of go in. What do you think? Like, uh, what you mean? Like the one night Miami shit or? Right, uh, right. Biden administration shit. Right, right. One night Miami and Biden administration. Because I might, I might, I might really kind of go in yeah, on so the, I was... Say it again. Okay. Yeah, like I saw what you were saying. No, I saw what you were saying about the one night Miami, like the, uh, the, uh, the perspective of, of Malcolm X. You really right. Agree yeah, it was it was it, it was some stuff I didn't really agree with. There's a lag. I mean, I, I know you probably picked it at this point, but there's a lag between us. So, you know, we can kind of just try to work with it. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so basically, with the one night in Miami, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. But there was some things yes. with a lot of the the movies, the films that they do on. Um, like for example, they did one on Harriet Tubman. They did one on uh, Madam C.J. Walker, right? Um, and now we got this one where they have yeah, yeah. Uh, like four, you know, black leaders, right, of of that era. And each time they do one of these films, it's it's like it's good, but then it has the 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 kind of like there's kind of an agenda. And when they when they kind of take creative license with the stories. It's one thing to kind of like embellish. It's another thing to input certain things in the story that were never there. And then if you put two and two together, you start figuring out like, oh, okay, they they have kind of like there's a there's an agenda kind of behind it. So that was my thing with that one. But I kind of want to save that for last because I might go in. Okay. Yeah, okay. I might okay. I might give my I might give I my bag. I might give my 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 bag respectfully though. Respectfully, honestly, because I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. You put me on to it. I didn't even know about it. I enjoyed it. But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, on some real shit. I mean, I know you want to go with it last, but I feel like it's such a really good topic that we can kind of like branch off as we get into, you know, the, the, the you know, to the depths of our conversation. Okay. Because yeah, like yeah, it has so many. That's a fact. Branch onto it. So our continuation, just to give you, just to give you like, you know, what I was thinking, I looked at it from totally like, a, like, a, I'm looking at it from like the more entertainment value. I really think that uh, it was, I really think that it was like a, a movie. I think it was a hypothetical movie. You know what I mean? I think that, I don't know if that, I don't know if that meeting ever Oh yeah, happened. facts, facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So I didn't really take the heart a lot of the agendas of it all. I just appreciated the fact that they took four kings. You understand what I'm saying? Four kings, let them get into true dialogue. And yep. I mean, kings of Aka, you understand what I'm saying? Right. They gave us some true dialogue and it helped. It like, it, it really, it really like, it really like touched me in certain aspects. There were certain parts of the movie where I saw Malcolm X was really just trying to implore Sam Cooke, Sam Cooke's character to use right. his voice because in reality, he had the strongest voice yep. at all of them. You know what I mean? He could take all those, he could take every single oh, ideology. You're saying, 
You saying you saying who had the strongest voice? At, I mean, Sam Cooke, I honestly believe okay. he had the strongest voice. Okay. All right, go ahead. Go, go. I'm only saying that because he could put anything that he wanted to say behind melody and it would stick. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I and see he, I yeah, see he can, he can kind of like he can get in those he can get in those rooms where Malcolm X was shunned away because right. he's Malcolm X. Right. You know what I'm saying? At, at first, um, at first, at first, I thought what you were saying. At first, I thought what you were saying was he had the strongest message, but you were saying he had the strongest voice, or that he was he was he was in the best position yes. to deliver the message. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Definitely. So I, I, I dug it, and then I mean, even when he said it, like <laughs> when he started getting on him uh, about his uh about his songs and stuff like that, he was all like, you know, he started naming off all the love songs that he was doing. And right. All the, he's like, my darling, you send me. He started singing yeah. those songs. He's like, don't get me wrong, I love them, but what's your message though? And then he starts talking about, you know, Bob Dylan and the message that he, he said, yo, that shit, he's like, yo, that shit makes me feel good. Like, you know, the dollar you make me send me money. I love that. But I'm going to be real with you. This is what talks to my soul when you start talking about the Bob Dylan record. And he's like, yep. you hear that? Like, you hear what he's saying? Right. And it was just a different perspective. So I, I really appreciated, you know, those particular levels of dialogue. Because it really gave me an opportunity to really look at things a little differently. So yep. I, I really thought that shit was super fun. Yeah. Super and and, and you know what I mean. And then, yeah, so like the way I saw it, I dog, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was, it, I love the dialogue. Um, I love. Oh, and, mm -hmm. and shouts out to we. We should have prefaced the whole conversation with this, but we we kind of didn't plan on having it oh, right no, now, and no. we kind of did the impromptu thing. But uh, first and foremost, shout out to um, to uh, oh man, please forgive me. Uh, who, so this was her directorial debut. The actress. Oh, Regina King. Yeah. Regina King. Regina yeah. King. So shout out, shout out to that yeah. queen, Regina King. She did, she, yo, she did the damn thing, bro. She did the damn thing. So she directed yeah. it. And I think she was, yeah. she was executive producer, right? Or one of the executive producers. Yeah, executive producer as well. Yeah. yeah. So yes, yeah. first, first, first and foremost, shout out to her. She did, she did it. She did thing. Um, so uh, I just want to say that before mm -hmm. I get into like criticisms, because a lot of times when you criticize films like this, people look at <laughs> it and, and, and they think that you didn't enjoy the film or you think that, that that they did a bad job. Like, that's not my issue. They did a great job. Every every one of the the actors in there that played these roles, they nailed it. I do have I do take some issue with uh, with Malcolm's character. Cause I, I, I don't think he really represented Malcolm like I would like Malcolm to have been represented. I, I just don't think it was authentic to Malcolm. Now, one that might be because I'm spoiled because we came up with Denzel being Malcolm, right? And I, mean, and I mean, <laughs> right? That's like that's like trying to follow Michael Jackson and 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 Prince in a show, and you and you the you feel me? You you the you the closer. And it's like, well, then what the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. right. So, like, um, you see the, 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 the <laughs> right there, you know? 
Did you see what he had just did? He got, he got blood from the corner. Right. So like so anyway, Right. <laughs> so so yeah, so I'm not gonna say that he didn't do a good job. Uh, but when I say it wasn't, I don't think he was okay. able to, to grab to, to grasp the authenticity is that, and I'll do it in a bullet pointed list. I like to organize my thoughts, right? To keep me from rambling because I can start rambling. So one, I don't think he was able to nail it because um, of the storyline itself and the dialogue. So at times Malcolm was actually so Malcolm, they took turns attacking Malcolm. And they took turns, I mean all of them. Yeah. And for for lack of a better word, they kind of took turns just playing this nigga, man. Like they kind of were pretty disrespectful to Malcolm. Include you, Jim Brown disrespected him one time when Jim Brown said, when Jim Brown at the and he was kind of like at the tail end of the conversation, he was like. Well, nigga, you ain't got no job. So how you know what I'm going through? Right? I don't know if you remember that part. <laughs> right. So so I, I remember that part, but I understood what he No, no, no. And the thing is, now, again, let me preface it with this. I completely understand every bit of the dialogue. There, there was nothing in the dialogue that didn't make sense. Right? My issue was that None of these niggas would have ever talked to Malcolm like that. Because not because they agreed with everything he said, not because they agree with everything he said, but because they have a mutual respect for Malcolm. So, so, and and I, I know, I know, I know you want to chime in, but let me let me just finish the 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 issues or the contentions I had with it. So one. I don't think they would have ever talked to Malcolm like that. Even, even at the points where they disagreed, it would have been a respectful disagreement and it would have been a conversation where they are building together instead of taking turns attacking and getting pissed off at Malcolm. Okay. So, right. The, the second thing is Malcolm kind of ended up being on the defense in a lot of, at a lot of, uh, at, at a few points in, the film, and he kind of, uh, kind of backed away, or kind of shied away, or kind of was like he felt like he might have been in the wrong, right? One of those uh, examples is when Muhammad Ali found out that Malcolm was was leaving the Nation of Islam, was ne- leaving NOI, right? And when Malcolm said to him, like, "Nigga, you use me," right? Now, when I saw that, I was like, wait, I'm going to need to look up the timeline for this because I know they're taking creative license, right? I I know that they are, they're creating a new story based on a true story, right? To to push that dialogue along and to push that, that conversation along where each one of them have a different perspective and they're challenging one another. I get that. And I don't have a problem with that. Um, But when you mash up a timeline and you have Malcolm, you position Malcolm as a guy who's planning on leaving the nation of Islam or has already left the nation of Islam, but he's also 
bringing in or onboarding Muhammad Ali at the same time, that kind of puts Malcolm in kind of a disingenuous, kind of like selfish kind of, and that wasn't the real timeline. Very tricky. Right. That wasn't the real timeline. No, not at all. So you could tell that story of Malcolm leaving NOI and bringing Muhammad in. You could tell that story without, you know, warping the timeline to put Malcolm in this kind of like selfish or manipulative position. You didn't have to do that. So what was that all about, right? So that, that was the second thing, right? So one, the first thing is the dialogue. Second thing is the timeline. And then the third thing is Malcolm being placed in a position of kind of like he had to be, he was kind of embarrassed, right? That he was kind of like, it almost seemed like he was caught with his hand in the cookie jar, right? Because it was a couple of times when he said, well, uh, brother, you know, um, well, I, I don't need to go out there with you and talk to the press. I mean, this is, this is you. And I'm like, first of all, Malcolm, Malcolm was a man that always carried himself with the utmost, uh, 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 what would you call it? Um, a certain d dignified posture, right? Right. So okay. he was never in the position of, "Ooh, oh damn, I messed up." He was always in the position of, "Okay, I might have messed up on some of the things I said back in the day, because now I've kind of grown." But I meant what I said, and now I've grown. They had Malcolm kind of in this position where he's, one, he's being attacked. He has this contentious relationship with the rest of them. And then the whole thing was Sam Cooke was his arch nemesis, right? Sam Cooke was a real one. Sam yeah. Cooke was a guy. Go ahead. Yeah. No, nah, I was totally agreeing with you. Yeah. So Sam cook. Sam Cooke Sam Cook was a real one. Sam Cooke was a, a guy who, and a lot of people don't know this, but he was... He was he was the the master P or the or the the Puff Daddy um or or the um or the Nip, Nipsey Hustle of that time. He was the one that was like, I want to get my folks vertically integrated in this business. I want them to have proprietary interests in their music. I want them to own their masses, and I'm gonna build the label that can make that happen. Right. And I'm going to buy buy my masters back from my master. Right. <laughs> you feel me? And, and 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 the industry at the time, the industry at the time that he was he was a, he was like a goat and he was very um, he was very threatening. Yeah. So he he threatened the establishment. He was one of the first black artists to do that. And then all of a sudden he he, he uh, pops up dead. But we're not going to talk about that. Um, but yeah, he was a real one. So it could have, they could have yeah. easily, they could have easily made this conversation a conversation where Malcolm and Sam Cooke are building together. Right? So I'm thinking, all right, not to, not to, I just, I just, what I was thinking about it, like as far as the perspective of Malcolm X and how it came off and how Sam Cooke and everything came off, I think that not only were they who they were, but I think that they were all representations of our culture at the time and how we looked at NOI at the right. time. Yeah. A lot of people didn't even trust NOI at the time. A lot of people didn't understand the militant look of, uh, of NOI at the time. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. That's where a lot of absolutely. people... Absolutely. Where, 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 where they were, you know, where they were beefing about it, 
it was like, like say Sam Cooke, he, his direct representation was a, like of the society of, you know, the, 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 the new Negro, you know what I'm saying? Right. The one that is trying to be prosperous in this new America where we're trying to integrate things. He's trying to, he's trying to be his own master. You know what yep. I'm saying? So yep. he has, he has his own type of, you know, regal way about speaking to people. Well, so right. He probably commands level of respect the same as a Malcolm X. So that's probably why. I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, I think that that was just. I think that everybody's perspective was based off, like how the society at the time looked at in a while. Oh yeah, too. absolutely. I feel like they probably softened Malcolm X to make it tolerable for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because some of his ideologies, when he back when he, especially when he was part of in a while. Right. Very, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, right. I mean, I took it for what it was. I took it for what it was. And I appreciated it because it gave me perspective. And I, I, I read between the lines and the performances to gather the type of information that I needed for myself. So, and it, it right. helped me because it, it helped me on the borderline of tears because it, there were certain things that they were saying. That just spoke. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, yeah. it was like, damn, I need to uh, like. And like, yeah, by the end, I feel like I put it to you like this. At the end of the movie, I felt like, yo, I need to do more. You know what I mean? Right. If my people before me was that in, in this, in this, and given their situation, like given yep. in the '60s what they were going through, and they can, and and, and 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 all the racism that they got going on. I mean, now we see it all the time. I mean, with all the the social media and everybody video, you know, video and the police and shit like that. Right. This is all way before all that yep. over here getting Emmett tilled all over the fucking world. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like, damn, I need to be stronger. I need to, I need to, I need to work on my mind a little bit better. You know yep. what I'm saying? I need to these, these, stop these were, other crazy shit. these so were, really spoke to me. yeah, because these, these were the kings of that era. And, and 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 now that I got yeah, the cons, and, and since I got the cons out of the way, I will say, you know, I, I I agree with everything you're saying about how the conversation really, like the dialogue in that film, regardless of you know, like they may have had some agendas, right? But the dialogue in that film, regardless, was effective in showing all sides of the conversation at that time, right? Yes, and, yeah, and, and that's, and, that's Right, and it was timeless because the same conversation is still going on to this day. It ain't nothing, ain't nothing changed, you feel me? You ain't so, never lie. <laughs> right, right. But the, but the difference is we don't really have, we don't really have a media that 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 makes space for the Malcolms and the NOIs, right? But but um, but what we have now, we have open source media via YouTube, via podcast, via social media, mm -hmm. Twitter, right? So like yeah. you'll have people now where it's like, yo, you, we don't need you to put us on TV. I got I got hella followers in the uh in my in my subscriptions right now, my YouTube subscribers. We we gang gang. Yeah. You but know? the only problem with that, 
especially with the only issue I have with like like shit like that nowadays is that now you can kind of pick and choose what you want to hear to carry on your narrative, whatever you want it to make it seem like you can you can pick and choose whatever it is that you want to formulate your narrative and just that's, kind of solely go on that track. You're not getting that's all a fact. That spectrum. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the scariest thing about that type of shit. Because I mean, how many times have you been on YouTube and you go down a rabbit hole watching this, like a lot of similar shit? Because they they're going to set it up for you to do right. so. As soon as right. you click on one video, you get yeah little videos of something like mine, right? Right. So that kind of formulates a narrative for you. You start, you know, kind of pigeonhole yourself into a, a one way of thinking. And I don't want. I mean, we're already sheep as it is. You feel me? Right. So I don't want to keep on like not being able to see the whole picture. You know, that's a, that's a fact. That's a fact. You, you got a lot of people. You got a lot of people. You like you got a lot of people curating the goofiest of shit. <laughs> you feel me? Oh my god! And 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 and, oh and, and, and leading people down the uh, down the path to peak goofiness. <laughs> you feel? Respectfully, though. Respectfully. And <laughs> you know? in, in belief. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Bro, right. speak. Bro, don't even get me started on the on don't even don't even get me started on the uh the 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 thotty um women's lib movement where they got chicks twerking in front of the the damn national monument. Have you seen they got they have black they have BLM uh members, women twerking in front of the national monument talking about this is this is our path to liberation. We will liberate ourselves. Are you kidding? Through twerking, yeah, I'm dead ass. I'm not even joking, bro. Like it's real life. I, w- I wish, I, I wish I was making this up. I'm not. I'm not. Hey yo, bro, bro, We have, we have, we have literally entered the goofy twilight zone, my G. I swear to God, bro. Don't get it fucked up. I appreciate to the utmost loose booty meat, but not. <laughs> Not what I'm trying. I don't want to be out there chicken her loose booty. Yo, say, yo, say. I don't want my stepdaughter, my nobody. <laughs> I can't do that. I don't want that. Yo, say, respectfully, I enjoy loose booty me. I don't want that. As you much as the next king. Respectfully. Oh, man, don't tell me this shit froze. <laughs> <laughs> but. But you know, it's a it's a time, you know, just like it's a time. Yo, listen, it's it's a time and place for everything, right? So it's a time and place for loose booty me. <laughs> but sometimes you gotta tell these goofies, now ain't the time. It ain't the time. Stop flapping, yo. It's not what's up. Yo, but but that's but that but that's this whole but that's but that's this it's this whole thing now where you know what I'm not even gonna touch that. Well, it's too early. Respectfully, I'm not gonna touch that. Cause because it okay. the thing is, the thing is, if I touch on that, then we, there's a fine line between respectfully and disrespectfully. And I don't know if I want to cross that line this soon in the podcast. Cause yeah, I, I want us, yeah, that's gonna be a PR nightmare. And we ain't even got no followers yet. So um, I just want to keep, I want to keep, you know, I want to stay, I want to stay in the safe zone for now. And, um, you know, we're we just going to leave that alone. But yeah, 
it's 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 getting it's getting real spooky out here. It's and, Bro, I'm James up this motherfucker. I am a habitual line stepper. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's the thing. That's the thing. And and this is the thing. Right, right, right. Respectfully, I know that about you. And um, we got we got situations now where, well, I guess we can just transition into the into the Biden conversation or the, the uh, presidential okay. twenty twenty hashtag hashtag Biden Harris twenty twenty or whatever. Um, but yeah, so we, we have a situation where essentially um, black people are, are in um, a perpetual state of recession ever since the housing bubble, right? And I'm not going to get too wonky or whatever. I'm not going to get too deep into that. But ever since the housing bubble popped, we never really recovered from that recession. Now we're in a brand new pandemic recession because whenever the country's in a recession, black folk recession it runs a whole lot deeper, right? So we went from that to, to, to this now, and we have our first, you know, and shout out to all the, you know, young black girls, you know what I mean, um, that are watching the first black woman, Kamala Harris, VP, uh, you know, take her seat in, in, in uh, the Biden administration, you know, like that's big, right? Salute all day, and it, and this isn't even me being on some, right? And this isn't even me being on some like PR kind of like, you know, type of shit. Like honestly, that's big, right? And and I was quiet, I was quiet on social media the day that they, you know, inauguration day. I stayed out the way, you know. But what 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 gets kind of like, what gets kind of scary about it, you know. Mm-hmm. is that we black people were the the sole reason i mean that might be kind of taking it kind of far but you can make the argument that black people were the sole reason that biden made it one out of the primaries two into the white house right we we voted both both black women and black men because they try to make our voting gender specific now because and that's a whole other conversation but both black men and black women voted at a the highest clip out of every minority demographic and certainly out of every just demographic period. We voted at the highest clip for Biden, right? In both primaries and in the general election. And he to the point where he even thanked us when he, you know, took, when he had his uh, his uh, inaugural speech, right? One of the first things he said was, I just want to thank the Blacks. You know, you Blacks. You voted. Utah babies are <laughs> You Negros are great. Yeah, all right. <laughs> He's like he, he almost he almost slipped up and said, "Can you believe these niggas?" Oh, they, oh, I'm on camera. Uh, <laughs> me? Oh, so so yeah. So it was niggas it was, like me now, right? So it was it was such we voted at such a high clip that he had to thank us. Um, but then when it came to actually. I, I, Say it again. 
like because of Trump and shit. So I think a lot of that had to do with the opponent more so than anything. Yeah, oh, of course. Trump, of, of course. Of course. Just saying, yeah. Fuck with Sean. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Say, yeah. Like, say nigga, less. Fuck with Sean. Right. So I, the one thing I can appreciate about Trump is that he gave me money and he's at least racist to my face. I can appreciate. That. I can appreciate that's going to be racist to my face. Right. I can sit there like at least I know my enemy. You know what I right. mean? Right. Biden's over here on some, on some uh, 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 what's her name? Hillary, Hillary Clinton shit with with hot sauce in her purse. You feel me? Like bitch. What? But but that but but look so look but see that's 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 my thing and that that's that's a great segue because the next thing I was going to say is instead of people being focused on okay, what kind of policies are you passing for us? Because we know all you people is racist. You, we know all you people don't like us. So uh, what are we getting out of this? What are we getting out of this? But instead instead of us instead of us focusing on that, uh, you know, we're focused on, I'm on social media and I'm seeing a lot of, you know, less than serious people. Because um, I don't want to call them goofy because, you know, respectfully. Uh, but I'm seeing a lot of less than serious people okay. uh, celebrating um, okay. uh, Kamala's uh, Chuck Taylor collection. Um, I'm seeing a lot of okay. uh, less than serious people celebrating, um, you know, uh, Michelle Obama's uh, hair being laid. Like, yes, did you see that? Mm, she killed that, you know. Right, so I'm I'm seeing a whole lot of that, but I'm like I'm like okay, and, and like I like I told you, I stayed out the way. I stayed out the way, right? So I watched this go on for 24 hours, and and then on the on the on the second day, I was like, I was like, you know what? I've I've already mentally prepared myself for black people to spend the next four to eight years celebrating Kamala's Chuck Taylors and Michelle Obama's uh, <laughs> press, right? Um, and, and, and then proceed to not apply any pressure to the administration to do anything. And, and, and then when you see his first, so, so Biden, one thing I appreciate about him, he's kind of keeping the buck. Like he came out with his a hundred, the yeah. first day, what he's doing on the first day, what he's doing on the first hundred days. He came out with a whole list. So first, first day, the first day in the first hundred days, right? Biden did not include one single policy for your black ass. And he included not one, but two policies for LGBTQ, he included a policy for uh, immigrants, and he included a policy for, I think it was a gun control policy, and um, he was uh, attacking Trump's tax cuts, right? So you mean to tell me that uh, black men and black women voted at a 87% and I think 90, 91 percent, I got to double check the numbers, percent click res, uh, uh, respectively, right? And everybody else voted about, I want to say about at least 
20% less than us for Biden. Everybody else. I'm talking about every other minority. So if I made a, if I made a, a you know, like a scatter plot, or I put like a little graph together, and I had every minority's percentage, like on the on like as a dot on the joint, you would see all these dots around this area right here, and then you would see black men and black women all the way up here, all by ourselves, right? Yeah, and you know what he did. He yeah. said, he said, oh, wow, they really showed up. Fuck them niggas. We're going to give everything to you guys. All these little dots, <laughs> all these dots right here, that's you right there. That's, we're going we're gonna to take care of you guys. You got to think about it, though, my nigga, like on some real shit, though. It's not out of, it's not out of his regular day. Like, I wonder how many times a day he says fuck niggas. Like, I really want to know. <laughs> like, it's like this is asking for shit. <laughs> and I know, I know he knows we need shit. I know he thinks to himself, like, yo, that'd be a good idea. But why do I get, fuck them niggas, man. Right. Like, I, them but niggas. listen, I don't know if you, I don't know if you peeped the, uh, I, have you heard about the clip? He had a, he had a Zoom call with uh, civil rights attorneys and leaders, including Al Sharpton. Um, he had a call with oh. a bunch of civil rights oh. leaders. Did you hear about that? Nah, I didn't. Okay, so this is before he, before his, uh, before inauguration, before his acceptance speech and all that. So he wasn't even in the White House yet. And he had a call with them, and basically the whole call was them saying, all right, we got you in the office, Biden. You know, we supported you. All right, so what's next? You know, what's the what's the plan of action? You know, here are some policy proposals that we have, you know, that you can do in the first, you know, 100 days or whatever. So what's the plan of action? And Biden got on this call and literally told all of these niggas, fuck you, fuck you, you cool, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally what no I I, <laughs> I couldn't even I I like I because the, the, the audio leaked mm. and and I was listening to it like yo this is one of the most disrespectful Zoom calls I ever heard in my life. So basically all I'm saying is Biden told them niggas he wasn't gonna do nothing, and that was before he even got in the white. He couldn't even wait until he got in the White House to tell niggas to leave him the hell alone. Much representation and like what I was about to say before, like when we suddenly talk about social media, 
like when it comes down to when it comes when it breaks down to a lot of like uh, like the social media and shit, or you know people uh, like in our in, uh, leaders in our in our culture, nobody takes us serious, y'all. All no they want to do is pick us apart. All we want to do no is one. pick our leaders apart. 